time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 it's Tuesday. Uh-huh. And... Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm done. All right. So, we've been off for a while, mostly because life is busy. Things happen. You have busy lives, too. Now we get to be a part of those again. But... That's a great oh, quote. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, game. Sunday was Cinco de Mayo, yeah? Yeah. And yeah, Holmes. For those of you who don't know what Cinco de Mayo is, it's just another excuse for Americans to get drunk. It is and party and feel and good for, about themselves for doing it. Yeah, for guys to get a little bit more wild and for women to wear a little less. It's you know, it's like one of the first major summer parties. And I, first off, love the idea that whenever you go to a party, people are like, "Yeah, Mexican independence, man!" Like, first <laughs> off, one Cinco de Mayo has nothing to do with Mexican independence, nothing at all. But the funny thing is, is I assume. We as Americans think that if it's a holiday or event in the beginning of a month, like the first half of a month, it's your independence. <laughs> like Canada Day, I think, is like the first. July 4th is the fourth, right? This yep. is the fifth. You got to figure, like, we just assume if you're in North America and you're celebrating something in the first 10 days of a month, it's probably <laughs> your independence. Listen, I was a member of the American education system, and I learned <laughs> nothing about this holiday. Really, it, 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 we don't learn anything about it. We just know that it exists. I think people have really, especially Mexican beer companies, have really been like, hey, this is a thing you should definitely should be celebrating. Yeah. And so I don't remember when I was a child Cinco de Mayo being big. I do remember, like, in, in high school getting bigger. And then college was just like, woo, excuse to get drunk. <laughs> so, yeah. I would say it started maybe the late 90s. This was a thing. Yeah. And so – it's just grown. Really, Cinco de Mayo, as far as I'm aware, it was like when the Mexicans beat the French. And oh. then a year later, the French came back and beat the Mexicans. <laughs> so I don't know why we're celebrating it. I'm sure there's a significant reason for it. I just don't know or care. It's a day to get wasted and eat tacos. So <laughs> what happened was my power in my apartment complex goes out. It, like, maybe midday. <sighs> Thank you for the sound effects. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I... What is happening? I have so much stuff I want to do today before I go out. This is dumb. Ugh, thanks, world. So I waited around, just sat downstairs, the windows open, just waiting as it got perpetually hotter and hotter. And I was like, this is the worst. I'm sitting there trying to play on my 3DS, like, I can't even focus on this game I'm playing. Just, ugh. ugh. So I go outside, and I, the minute I walk outside, there's about a 1,000 people on the street. Apparently... Just everyone decided to go outside because it was hot inside. And I was like, why am I the dummy who stayed inside the entire time? <laughs> so I'm outside walking around, talking to people, trying to figure out what had happened because our entire block is out. And I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. What happened? And I noticed there's power lines down and people are cracking up. And I'm like, what happened? It's like, yo, some guy threw his keg from the penthouse suite down to the power lines and hit them. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> like, yeah, apparently he threw a keg. And and here's the thing. You know this guy. You've met him in the elevator many the times. The black guy. The really decent. First off, that sounded kind of racist. <laughs> but it, it's an accurate description. He is black. But he's this really buff. Like, Vin Diesel, like, super ripped guy. He is. He's a professional trainer. He trains um, various athletes and, like, models and stuff. Apparently, he was having a party, and he threw a keg at this power lines. Now, I couldn't figure out why. I was like, that's the dumbest. That must have been some roid rage. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. If you didn't well, know, he's on steroids. <laughs> he has to be. He has Dude to be. His has kid- muscles on muscles. He, he does. We were in the elevator and we are going down. This, he just walked in with, like, his kid. And then we were just like, hey. And he's just like, yo. But, like, <laughs> you could feel, like, the steroids, like, radiating from his body. I I think I gained some muscle mass just being near him. I did, too. He's like, ugh. <laughs> so, so what happens is we, I, I, I was going to go to uh, hang out and go drink and, and eat tacos. And so I was like, I got to get out of the parking garage. The door's down. There's no power. So myself and a bunch of other people lifted the door up. I think we broke it. Like, <laughs> we, care. we don't even care. We just lifted it up, and then it latched. And then we, I drove out and left. Well, as I'm driving away, mm-hmm. it hits me. All the power in the entire area is out. Further down the road, as I'm driving down the road, there's a whole bunch of, like, police cars and fire trucks. Apparently... A car struck a pole, or not a, one of, not a pole, a uh, one of those like power converter things, and it knocked out the power for the entire area. So hold Whoa. on, let me so, put on my detective hat for a minute. Whoa, whoa! A car was the one that knocked out the power. Yeah. So why did this guy throw a keg at the power lines? Well, and the my co- theory is this. This is my theory. I'm going with it. The power was out, and he was so mad because he's the penthouse guy, and he was throwing a big party for all of his friends, <laughs> that he took the keg, and because the power lines are connected to the power company, threw the keg at the power lines as a testament of, I hate you, power company, for ruining my party, because he was so filled with roid rage. Holy shit. That is there's no, 110% there's... accurate. I need a Sherlock Holmes in this case, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is like one of those, like, SVU, where it's like, why kill someone when they're already dead? Dun, dun. Right? <laughs> it's that kind of thing. The power's already out. Why try to kill the power? Because the power was out. That's the point. Is yeah. he thought he was, like, he was so mad that he, he was like, screw it. Power's out. Might as well just break some shit. That sounds extremely accurate, actually. He seems it, like the type of guy that could do that. He seems like right? if he wanted to aim a keg at a pinpoint location and, like, throw it with perfect, like, strength and accuracy, he could. It makes sense to me. That's what I'm saying. I was I was blown away by it. Because then I realized the power was out all over the entire area of the city. And I was like, whoa, it had nothing to do with that guy. <laughs> but in our little area, we thought that guy was responsible. So really, he's going to get a lot of blame from everyone else who lives in the apartment, but he didn't do it. He was just the guy who made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is like, it's like we're on CSI. We are. A, oh, I get to be Grissom and you can be the blonde woman. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, Grissom, <laughs> I have solved the case. Like, you ain't done shit, girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's my theory. Uh-huh. He was figuring out his life. There was no party. He was alone the entire time. He was alone. Only some people showed up. Granted, 
It was uh, five all clients. It was all five attractive women, and oh, then what a horrible life. Uh, a guy that just wants to get buff, but he's too lazy to, and he kind of shows up every once in a while. His and name is Poindexter. He's like, hello, ladies. <laughs> yes, and he's like, there's going to be ladies there. So he goes, but then he just kind of stands in the corner and then cries. Mm-hmm. And th- this guy, he's just like, you know what? I bought this extra keg, and I don't need it. And now it's all coming to me. This keg symbolizes America. It's like we're all just trapped in this keg, and it's filled with alcohol, and it's slowly destroying our lives. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to destroy this keg's life for freedom. And then he knew it was Mexican Independence Day, and he threw the keg. <laughs> and yep, he knew that. The power, he just lifted it up, and he just threw it, and then it hit the power lines, which symbolized Mexico, and it combined America with Mexican electricity, and it created freedom. I never thought I'd have to say this, <laughs> but you smoke entirely too much reefer. <laughs> Granted, I got a 3DS too, and it's awesome. Uh, but but the power ran out on mine, so I didn't, I couldn't do anything. So I just sat there. <laughs> so it wasn't I sat actually there inside, <laughs> getting hotter and hotter. Not realizing there were just people chilling outside having a good old time. I was no, like, oh. no, you made it seem like you were like, oh man, there's people outside. I should be outside. It was more like your power on your DS ran out, and then you're like, well now I got nothing to do. I'm just gonna go outside. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I I want to be clear. I did not. I did not have any desire to go outside and socialize. <laughs> it was only after the power went out where I was like, F it, I guess I gotta go talk to people. <laughs> exactly. And then I went outside and pretended to be interested in their lives. Like, oh, I was baking a cake. Like, no one cares. <laughs> and my like, son, he's pretty good at baking cakes, too. He's baked four. I think he's gonna make it on the food network. My, my friend and I, we were uh, massaging each other. And then the power went out. I was like, let's continue. I was like, no, babe, we gotta go outside. <laughs> no one cares about your weird sex life. Just stop. Yeah. Right now there's someone about to send me a message like, there's nothing weird about mutual massage, Jesse. <laughs> well, if there's nothing weird about it, then you can come over to my place later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah! Really, though? Yeah, you should probably You won't over. care. Yeah, I mean, if you want to. Send me more squishables. There's a werewolf one now. I want it. <laughs> you kill. I mean, you don't have hey, to get it. So I know we we're just talking about Mexico. So <laughs> send me some products probably made there. Mm-hmm. Listen, you don't have to get me anything. I'm just peer pressuring you. Yeah, he won't like you if you don't. Yeah, unless I do. But who knows if I if you like if I like you or mm-hmm. not until mm-hmm. I tell you that. Well, speaking Yay. of telling us that. We probably should go to chapter number seven of this guy's granddaughter. Granddaughter, how's that traffic on there? Oh, this is pretty crazy right now. There's a guy climbing a building and he's really angry and the police have helicopters all around and they're surrounding the building. It appears that it's the guy from your penthouse and he's climbing to the top of the tower and he's got a keg in his arms and they're like, sir, put the keg down. And he's like, no, I'm not putting the keg down. And he just keeps on climbing. It's becoming like... A giant standoff here, and up oh, he's throwing the keg, and he just knocked out the power to everybody's houses in America. Back to you. That must have been a giant ass keg. He threw a <laughs> keg at a nuclear power plant. Oh god, it's going nuclear. <laughs> it's going nuclear. I love that. 
people from the rest of the world, every time I say the word nuclear, get really mad. <laughs> They're like, it's not a family, Jesse. It's nuclear. nuclear. No, it's nuclear. It's like clear skin, like Jessica Simpson's products. Yeah, well, we can't say that here in America because that's a trademark Jessica Simpson <laughs> product. Oh, so we true. have to say nuclear. Nuclear. Like our president said, get over it, hippies. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Nuclear annihilation is what it is. <laughs> America. America. Um, <laughs> first I was some guy, like, really pissed. <laughs> like, dear Jesse, I will not be giving you that back rub now. <laughs> it's it's a guy from not America, so he sounds different. So he's like, Jesse, it's not nuclear. <laughs> or wait, nuclear? I don't know. I think I said it right. It doesn't matter how you say it. We'll always be wrong. There's that's always going to be someone who's like, you're bad at this. <laughs> and that's a lesson for life. There's always going to be someone that says you're bad at something, and they're most likely foreign. <laughs> what? Technically, that's probably right, because out of the billions and billions of people on Earth, only 350 million live in the United States. Yeah. So really, they would be... A majority of the people you talk to probably are of foreign descent. Mostly because most of them are immigrants to America. Yep. I want to live in America. I don't know why they'd want to. Unless you're in Mexico, then. Actually, aren't we at like net zero now with Mexico? This is a Mexican episode, really. Our immigration with Mexico, illegal I think, is like at a net zero. They're they're (laughs) actually people leaving the United States to go back to Mexico. (laughs) There's like drug cartels ain't that bad. Look, it's either I go to Mexico and stand getting my head cut off, or I have to live in America? <laughs> yeah, I'll make my choice. And they got better tacos. I Every time I've been to Mexico, it has been delicious. You act like you go, like, once a month. Well, all right. The two times I've been to Mexico, <laughs> it has been delicious. I'd imagine so. Right? It's like it's not Taco Bell. I know, I know. That was my that was our joke food yesterday. We went out, and we got Taco Bell and had Taco Bell and tequila. Or not yesterday, two days ago. Look, it doesn't matter what day it was. Did you get Doritos tacos? I got one. I'm not a big fan. There's a lot it's it's too dusty for me. Too with the dusty. cheese dust. Okay, I don't like the blue the cool ranch. I don't like those. You can't taste it really. But I yeah, like it's the not it's not cool ranchy enough. Yeah, exactly. They but, overdid it with the cheese and then underdid it with the Cool Ranch. I agree. I agree. Yeah, learn your lesson, They've let Taco me down. Bell. They've let me down. That's why Chipotle is a far superior product. It is. Chipotle, send far us superior. free stuff. I just want Chipotle to send me a bag of tacos <laughs> that are just like eight days old. Like, yeah, we shipped it to you. They'd still be good. I guarantee. They'd still be delicious. They use enough preservatives. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of preservatives... How about we preserve the weather <laughs> forecast yeah. with the weather? Grindor? Today's weather is going to be from the land of Arabella, New Mexico. This is the Mexican episode. It is. It is. All right. What's going on in Arabella? Arabella is 74 degrees, 30% chance of rain, and that could be isolated thunderstorms. That could knock your power out. Much like a keg-wielding monster. <laughs> exactly. I don't see any tweets here, so that's the weather. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now let's move on to sports. In sports, we got two big stories. Number one, Terrell Owens makes his professional bowling debut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's given up on football, and he's went to professional bowling. 
I hope he is just as big of an asshole there. <laughs> he probably is. His bowls a strike, and then he's just, like, dancing, his touchdown dances. He's just in the face of the other people. <laughs> what up, old man? What up? And the guy's like, I bowled professionally in 1952. <laughs> I was the best back then in the league of four people. Everyone was... We didn't allow the colors. <laughs> 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 oh Lord! Send your angry letters. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. He's Times old. were different back then. It's a commentary on society, not racist. It's true. He's commenting through the eyes of an old person, which through an old man. Granted, we're both very old. I saw your tweets about people being young, like the the what? guy who drove his car really loud at two in the morning. Yes, yes. Sometimes I get old man Jesse where it's like, it's 2 a.m. Why are you driving that loud-ass car up and down the street? First off, why did he make his car so loud? That's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Second, it wasn't music. Like, I understand if you bump in some tunes, mm -hmm. you got to impress a lady sitting next to you, you're trying to bump her pants off. I get that. I get that. Or you just also, want some sweet bass going on. I imagine... That is a sound strategy for getting some. <laughs> you turn up the bass so loud that her pants pops off. <laughs> her pants just pops off. <laughs> I want that. I want that knob in my car. Like you can turn the bass up to it's like ten, and then right after ten, his pants pop off. You turn that thing on, the seat just shakes till they pop off. Wouldn't your pants <laughs> fall off too, though? It's perfect. It's <laughs> perfect. That's that's the plan. Pants <laughs> pop off. This picture is like a decimal meter. It's just like vibrate, and it's just like super vibrate, and then it's like ultra bass. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's not even like the pants shimmy off. It's just in one like boop. <laughs> pants just pop off, <laughs> and then it's just pants off. Pants off. And you got, you got, like, I can understand that, but this guy had, like, it's like, dude, it's too, and the best part was, because I live on a, I, like, I guess it's a cul-de-sac slash avenue, or whatever that thing is, so it has the grass in the middle, but then, like, so he drives down one end, back up around, and then back down again, like, he's just driving around it. <laughs> like, go to bed, damn kid. Like, what's he trying to prove? I don't – sometimes, because the the apartment complexes across from me have a lot of college kids, so sometimes there's, like, dudes and, and women out in the middle of the night, like, just fighting. Like, I loved you once, Tony, but not – it's like, go to bed. <laughs> no one cares about your wrecked love lives. <laughs> no one. You're in college. You'll forget about this next week. Exactly. I loved you, Tony. <laughs> Whoever that Tony guy is, like, I – I remember this girl yelling at him into his window. I'm like, I'm like, girl, just leave. Just leave. Tony, why don't you love me anymore? I tried throwing rocks at your window, but it didn't get your attention. Tony, I gave you myself. You popped my pants off in your car. <laughs> and now all you've given back to me is nothing. Except herpes. <laughs> Wonderful. Ah, uh, young love. All right, what about, uh, there was one more sports story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Florida water polo sore loser uses handshake line after state title loss to launch opponent into water. <laughs> so, they're shaking I'll hands. I'll be honest, that guy is living the dream. I would have done that. 
Yep. I would have done that if I had the balls. They were just walking, shaking hands, and the one guy was like, good game, and he shoved him into the water. And then he kept walking, and they shook, like, two more hands, and the one dude was like, yo, you pushed him into the water. What are you doing, bro? And then they just got into a big fight. I would have pushed him into the water. Oh, damn. And then, and then, fulfilling every girl's dream, a bunch of, like, buff water polo dudes would just be, like, fighting in the water, rubbing all over each other. <laughs> I, su- I assume that's their dream and not some weird, weird dream that I have. In which case, <laughs> I've got a lot of explaining to do to my parents. You do. Like, one of well, them's... mom, dad, <laughs> I have a water polo fetish. For guys named Tony. <laughs> For guys named Tony. <laughs> they have to be named Tony or else it's just it's ruined. Water polo, not nearly as exciting as regular polo, unless they can find a way to get horses in the pool, in which case, that would be awesome. That would Just a be bunch of awesome. drowning guys riding on drowning horses, <laughs> <laughs> swinging at balls. That'd be amazing. What if that the horses have to, like, come up from... Oh, my God. What if the horses have, like, scuba masks on? <laughs> <laughs> then it would just be 800 times better, because then the horses... They got, like, the little, like, things coming up out of the water so they can breathe. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they're just riding around. It's like, boom. And they try to hit the croquet ball or whatever it is under the water. But the water slows down the movement of everything. Right. That's what I'm saying. This It would be like watching art be made. It would. And then you just have to play that song in the background. It's just, like, of every water polo match, there has to be, like, do, 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 we can call it horse water polo. <laughs> All right, what is our big news story of the day? Okay, they're back. 17 Who, who's... year cicadas to swarm from Georgia to New York. <laughs> speaking of speaking of a 17 year cicada, remember that girl that we talked about way back when? Uh, the girl who was like, I'm, I hate your sorority sisters, that oh, girl. Yeah. She's been hired as an intern. I guess it doesn't really matter, but she's been hired as an intern at one of those like n- fake news magazines what? that report on that dish on celebrities. <laughs> What's her name again? I don't. Look, she's unimportant. Just know that that's what happened to her. We wondered what happened to her. That's what happened to her. And then she's Rebecca, gonna... Rebecca Martinson's her name. Rebecca Martinson. She still has no life goals and is still annoying. She's an intern. But let's get back to the real the Oh my real god! Thing that oh my gosh, she got her Twitter back! Today would be a great day for a jog if this couch wasn't so soft and the TV wasn't so on and my stomach wasn't so full of macaroni. Hashtag lazy fuck. Yeah. So she's still just as boring. She is. Alright, alright, let's let's go let's all go right. back to the cicadas, because those are much more interesting than she will ever be. Far more interesting and successful. Yes, because they get things done. They accomplish goals. They do. They're like, it's and been unlike 17 her, years. And unlike her, they keep coming back around, and people care about them. It's true. In Hamden, Connecticut, colossal numbers of cicadas unhurriedly growing underground since 96 are about to emerge along the U.S. East oh, Coast to begin no. passionately singing and mating as their remarkable life cycle restarts. So basically, if you don't know, cicadas just vanish. Mm-hmm. And then and I guess these are 17 years. So they stay underground for 17 years and yep. just breed. I and remember. just make a million. And then all of a sudden they pop up and they're like, I'm going to eat your shit. Yep. I remember we had one of those and it was like uh, like 10 years ago, I think. It was like 9 or 10 years ago. And they were everywhere. 
Right. They were on cars. They were like in every tree. And they make that noise. It's like. It's like a vuvuzela. Yeah, it is. And after a while, you're just like, dear God, they're (laughs) everywhere. I remember one time we went to uh, Lake Erie, I think, when I was younger. And I don't know if it was cicadas, but it was some type of bug. They were having one of those outbreaks. And they were everywhere. It was horrifying. <laughs> they were on everything. We, you couldn't do anything without them just being everywhere. It was horrible. Were they making the noise? Yeah, and they were just, like, staring at you, like, what you going to do about it? <laughs> it's probably them. And then they're, like, then they, like, die. Or, like, I don't know. They either die or, like, their shell comes off or something. And that's those are everywhere. They, they molt, I guess. And yeah. so then there's, like, little shells of them. And they, like, basically they leave... It would be like if you had a house guest who you really hated. And he's like, just so you remember how much you hate me, I'm going to leave a copy of myself here for you. <laughs> and then they just go back underground and be like, be back in 17 years and do this shit again. <laughs> and they just bang more and produce like a million more. And they're like, see you in 17 years, bitches. What a great like, no. life. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. So what are they saying? Is it like, are they prepared? Are they going to spray them? Or are they just like, look, just get in your house. And wait a few months. <laughs> well, they say, This year heralds the springtime emergence of billions of so-called 17-year periodical cicadas with their distinctive black bodies, buggy red eyes, and orange-veined wings along a roughly 900-mile stretch from northern Georgia to upstate New York. The eerie cacophonous mating music they produce, along with the unusual synchronous mass emergence and lengthy development cycles, have amazed scientists and lay people alike for centuries. In central Connecticut, particularly dense concentrations of so-called brood two cicadas named Magic Ada. Shut up. Mad- Scientists are just running out of Wait. Magic Ada. <laughs> Magic Ada Septendiscum. Yep. <laughs> should, yep. Ar- should arrive in late May or June, says Chris Mayer, entomologist with the Connecticut Agricultural Experiment Station in New Haven. This will be Mayer's third time studying their emergence. He tracked them in 79 and 96. He said they are next due in 2030 when he will be 81 years old. Or dead. Oh my god. <laughs> I like how he's like, look, I just, God willing, I will be dead. So <laughs> I, I added do not that have to deal part. with that shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was like, oh uh, yeah, God willing, I will be just dead. <laughs> so I don't have to listen to those assholes again. It's like his it is whole job is to track the sick AIDS. <laughs> It's just like, oh, man, they're going to be back again, and I got to work. He works like six months every 17 years, <laughs> and the rest of the time he's just in his office being bored. He's like, got cicada pictures on the wall. He's like, I miss you guys. <laughs> Maybe he's working on a cicada game. <laughs> the only thing you do in the game is live the life of a, of a cicada. And you just breed and shed your shell and then go back underground. I know, you know how that game would work, too. Like, it'd be a, a cicada Japanese dating sim. <laughs> what? Where you have 17 days. Or, I'm sorry, 17 years to, uh, like, find a girlfriend before you emerge from the cocoon. <laughs> and there's, multi- there's multiple endings. <laughs> it, it, because it's a Japanese game, all the cicada girls are basically just the same girl with three different breast sizes <laughs> and they have three breasts <laughs> of course <laughs> i mean come on and then one of the secret bosses is a giant tentacle because that <laughs> tentacle cicada 
But he says, uh, the first scientific recording of brood two specimens was in 1843, the precisely timed arrival of the 1.5-inch, 38-millimeter plant-sucking, flying adults takes place after a lengthy period of development underground as juveniles. After maturing, males begin what cicadas may be best known for, their conspicuous acoustic signals or songs to sexually attract females. So uh -huh. the noises they're making are mating calls. And the noises they're making, that's them trying to bop their pants. They're bopping the pants off. <laughs> it is. They discovered oh it before we did. The things we're learning from them. And that's what the shells are. Oh, my God. It all <laughs> makes sense now. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. He says, when there's a lot of them together, it's like this hovering noise. It sounds exactly like flying saucers from a 1950s movie. Chris Simon, professor of ecology and evolutionary biology at the University of Connecticut, said on Thursday... When they suddenly emerge, the cicadas will be visible on the sides of the trees, on the sides of the house, on the shrubbery, even on the car tires. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss poem. <laughs> on the sides of the tree, on the sides of the house, on the sides of that boat, on the sides of that mouse. On the sides of the goat, on the sides of the moat, on the sides of the bees, on the sides of the seas. Dr. Seuss, 2013. He wrote that, true. <laughs> he did. True story. When they suddenly emerge, cicadas will be visible... Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> the population densities from tens of thousands of cicadas per acre to 1.5 million per acre are much higher than they are with other cicada speakies. Speakies? Species. Species. <laughs> speakies. One theory behind... Speakies. 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 One theory behind their bizarre but sustainable life cycle is that their emergence produces such overwhelming numbers at once that predators, such as birds, spiders, snakes, and even dogs, can't eat them all. That sounds like a horrible, like, there's just so much food! Oh my god, I imagine you're a dog and you're just flipping out. They're everywhere! It's the best day of my life! I just can't eat them all! Meanwhile, a scientist is like, that's horrible. That sounds... Dog's flipping his shit like, oh my god! I open my mouth and they just fall in. It's so good. <laughs> that sounds horrible. If you're a dog. That sounds like Christmas. <laughs> it is Christmas for dogs every 17 years. Some dogs don't get to experience it. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> because Jesus was never a fan of dogs. He was more of a cat person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, technically, that'd make him more of a turtle person. He loved turtles. Who wouldn't love turtles? That's why turtles live so long, so they can experience cicadas every 17 years. Because <laughs> turtles eat bugs, too. It makes sense. Whoa. Turtles. God's chosen animals. <laughs> they live longer than us. If anything, turtles are the ones who are inheriting the Earth. It's true. Turtles will inherit the Earth. They probably can survive a nuclear explosion, too. Oh, then they'll be teenage and mutant. <laughs> then, we're, then we're screwed. Oh, shit. Then we're screwed. And then there'll be one guy being like, they're not nuclear turtles. They're nuclear turtles. <laughs> no, they're nuclear. 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 Nuclear turtles. Nuclear <laughs> turtles. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with another Cox Spread on the morning. Woo! As always, to be continued. Uh, 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 uh,